At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to episode 154 of Star Wars and Scotch. Hey, right off the bat, I have to apologize for last week. My computer died when we oh, were doing yeah. the outro. Yeah, right at the end, so, right at the actual end. Like we were like the last like sign off, hey, goodbye. It died. So it actually, I said, and Tim for the and the force, may the force be with you part, and no one answered me. So completely on me, my computer. I've done maintenance this week, uh, and you know, we 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 should be good. So good try, Kevin. Um, but uh, again, apologies. We had a really good discussion about Rebel Moon too, which makes me upset. But and I'll be all Tim and I are going to be covering Rebel Moon um, uh, when it when it comes out, part one and part two. Part one is at the end of the end of December, so since we're off for Christmas, it'll be the first episode of 2024. We talk about Rebel Moon. But Tim, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, Kevin. Um, I fell down a flight of stairs. You did? Um, I went to San Antonio to play Magic, and Magic is very dangerous. Um, Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fell down a flight of stairs walking out of my hotel room, which, like, okay, it's not like I'm, my hotel room door was, like, down a flight of stairs. Like, it's not like I, like, mm-hmm. ah, good morning, down a flight of stairs. Like, I, I, I did the healthy thing where I was like, man, I could either go down the stairs or take the elevator. I'm like, I'm on the second floor. I might as well, right? And then I, um, well, gravity kicked my ass. So um, that's where we're at. And then you like a badass. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Oh, the, the other parts of the story is I dislocated my arm, um, and I just decided to set it back in myself. So, yeah, that was fun. And if you the the funniest part, and I showed Danielle the the messages that he was sending me because I didn't know for like two three days. I, I didn't really tell anybody. I was kind of just like, ah, he, I'll see how it goes. He shows me the message, and he's like, and. He's like the doctor said if I didn't work out so much that this would have been way worse. Yeah, no, he's right. Oh lordy. (laughs) Yeah, no, the doctor was like, yeah, if it wasn't for the fact that you do so much like weightlifting and like you know conditioning and and stretching and whatnot, you would have torn all of that apart. Um, Yeah, I had like a a minor dislocation, no tears, no nothing, just popped out of place. And it was wild. My lat was sticking out, and it was it was wild. See that? Yeah, it did. Hit the gym. Hit the gym. I'm actually after we record this episode, it's cardio day. Woohoo! Good, Kevin. Proud of you. Good. Yeah, I've, I gained like three pounds, and now I'm down two. So I want to get under. That's just it's just inflammation. Goal. Literally, three pounds just means that you put on some water weight and you need to poop. All that means. Yep. 
Yeah, I, I yep. would I would have to agree with you. Take, take but um, just poop, Kevin. Just poop. Just there poop. you go. Hey, speaking of poop, um, that's a perfect segue co- for Kings Coast Coffee. Coffee makes me poop. There so uh, if you're looking for an A plus laxative, then. <laughs> It's really good. Not really. Uh, King's Coast Coffee, everything holiday is out. I can't emphasize that to you enough. We got cocoa. We got holiday. I think there's even like one or two bourbon barrels left as of as of this morning. Don't If you go tomorrow when this episode gets posted and it's not there, don't come to me and be like, come on. It was up this morning and there was like 10 left. So if you want that bourbon barrel, go grab it. But it's all out there. It's holiday season. It's cocoa. That's what I'm the most excited about. We get the new bags. So if you haven't ordered from us or you're on subscription, you haven't got them yet, you're going to get the new bags. They're beautiful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kingscoastcoffee.com for all of your holiday needs. Um, and then uh, how, how was uh, is, is still the stuff out yet from Lab 77? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our Twas the Night Before Christmas um, long sleeve shirt and sweater. So are, nice. Uh, or um, uh, sweatshirt. Sorry, sweatshirt. Um, that's available, and then we also have our signature. We're trying out uh, a few new evergreen items, so we have our signature line um, that is available, which uh, I'm a big fan of. I actually did a signature on an iPad. Amy digitized it, uh, which was really really cool. So shout out to my wife for being a badass. Uh, Amy, and then also uh, we've got a hat, and we've got uh, oh p- pajama pants. We've got loungewear as well. So few few items that I'm really excited about, and I hope you guys are too. So head on over to lab77.co. Uh, the Christmas stuff will be available until next week, and then the evergreen items will just always be there. We even have a mouse pad slash game pad for those that enjoy playing Magic the Gathering. My favorite part is the jacket has Tim's signature on it. Yeah. So if you're like, I mean, it's it's really clean. He showed it Thanks, to me, Kevin. and it's clean as hell. So go get that. Go get that. And the Nightmare Before Christmas shirt is fire, too. So. Uh, I'm not a pajama pants guy, but if I was, I would wear them. You would look great in those pajama pants. That's all, that's all that I'm trying to say. I just, I don't wear pants that's fair. to bed or around, so. He sleeps in the nude. I'm, I do. Well, underwear. I'm a free person, so. Okay, that's so, right. You know. But, uh, yeah, so lab And GCX event tickets. I'm sorry you missed the Black Friday sale. Uh, but, 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 oh, but, but, a but, but, maybe there'll be a holiday sale. We'll see. You know, that last minute gift. I missed Black Friday. I missed the on sale. I really want to surprise my significant other or my kids or my best friend or my cousin or, you know, your wife's brother's uncle's sister's former roommate Mm -hmm. with GCX tickets. Maybe just maybe that could be your last minute gift. You can put that in a little envelope, put it on a tree and be like, hey, we are going to Rosenshingle Creek in Orlando, Florida on August 16th and 17th to meet some of our favorite creators, play some fun games, uh, go to some panels. See Star Wars and Scotch Live. I could go on, but uh, not everything has been released. Tabletop Tavern. Just saying, come play Magic. Tabletop Tavern's back. I won't say with, I almost said with Tim. No, 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 no. don't do that to me. That would have been bad. That would have been bad. Around Tim, you can be in the same space as Tim playing Magic. Yeah. Is that good enough? Can I? Yep. GCXevent.com. Get those tickets and uh, uh, get them while they're hot. Hot, 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 hot. So today we have a guest. This guest requested to be on the show. We don't know what they want to talk about. The only thing that our friend Eloheim has said is, I want to talk about droids. Yeah, they definitely wanted to talk about droids. But there was no no detail as to what we were going to talk about. Nope, just just droids. Get me on the show. So Kevin said, sure, why not? Yeah, so arranged it with Elo. We've been talking about it for a few weeks. If you don't know Elo... 
He's a Twitch streamer, one of the OGs. One of, He's like, been probably one a of the original, long time. Yeah. Original Twitch streamer. So we're going to dive into a conversation with him and uh, get to know what he wants to talk about with Droids. So uh, here's a commercial break. I know it's a little earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt the conversation. So uh, pay some bills and then we'll be back with Elheim. See you on the other side. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. McDonald's presents Burger Reviews by Hamburglar. Today's review, the hotter, juicier, classic burgers. Hamburglar, the time is yours. Rubble, rubble. He said, these are McDonald's best burgers ever. And then, can I keep them? And then he just grabbed them and ran away. Rubble. Now get a Big Mac or double cheeseburger for two bucks in the app. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one time per day. Must opt into rewards. Visit McD app for details. Available at most restaurants in this area. Comparison of McDonald's classic burgers to prior burgers. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, we have our guest on for this episode, episode 154. We have our good friend Eloheim. Elo, it has been a while since I have gotten the pleasure of hanging out with you. How have you been, my friend? Uh, I've been well. Um, it took I, I actually took a nine-month hiatus off after 10 years of streaming. Wow. Yeah, I was like... Uh, I need a break, like an extended yeah. break to feel what the real world is again. And uh, I did that and I came back a couple months ago. Everything's been fucking great. Uh, it was a nice, nice, uh, nice little break there. Get my head straight and all that good stuff. So good. Hey, it is doing well. Thanksgiving just passed. Got some Korean barbecue, so I can't complain. Nice. All that good stuff. How do you how have you guys been? We've been good, man. Uh <laughs> COVID wasn't kind to uh to our business, but aside from that, we've been good. Uh Tim Tim is 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 soon to be a Twitch partner. That's the most exciting. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. Opinion. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I think he, I was keeping up with God, that a little bit. You son of a bitch. <laughs> It's the one thing I have over you, dude. Like, let me enjoy these next. Oh God, days. you're so annoying. It's the one thing I have over you. <laughs> mm, well, man, you know, if you keep at it, you know, you keep putting in some hard work. You know, okay. you <laughs> 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 
sorry. I didn't skip a beat. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we know God. each other that well yet. Yeah. But. No, no, that's totally fine. You can totally throw it. No, we follow each other on Twitter long enough. It's it's totally cool. Yeah. Just know, Tim, that they're probably going to deny you three times, too, and then you'll probably get it. So It's okay. I had a contract for five years, so cheers. <laughs> the weirdest thing, uh, Elo, about his channel is I'll be sitting there, and when someone subs, it says he has negative... <laughs> like 1000 subs. Yeah, I owe yeah, I owe Twitch money <laughs> for leaving. That's what I got. So I get that's so what I get for negative. getting a contract. Yeah, in my dashboard, it's it's a weird bug because the way that they like got rid of me when I went to Facebook, but um when I came back as an affiliate, it showed negative 936 sub points. Like I owed Twitch negative 930 like I owed them 936 subs. It was wild. That's some mafia stuff. They're like, oh, right? Yeah, Isn't you, it wild? You can go over to that other website, but when you come back, there will be expenses, young man. There will be a fee, if yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So does that yeah. actually pop up in the chat? Yeah, it does. Yeah. No way. That's yeah. hilarious, though. Yeah, it's on, like, on my grind is zero subs, dude. See, yeah, so. that's. That's in some ways like uh, some unique flavor, man. You, yeah, you can yep. really run with that. Yeah, yeah. On my way to zero subs. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Help me get out of debt to Twitch as like a, t a bar. That would be yep. a good one. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's hilarious. I've never seen that before. No, it was actually, it was a new one for me. A lot of people did, and I showed it to a few Twitch employees, and they're like, "Ooh, so ooh." Yeah, man. Road to zero subs. That's Road to the zero title. subs. Yeah, yeah, that's the title. Uh -huh. Make it, oh, make yeah. it happen. Yeah, that's that's funny, dude. <laughs> I know. Never a dull moment. No matter how many subs we give, Tim just can't get ahead. Just so. can't get to zero. So, and like as soon as you hit zero, it pops back to nine hundred. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like the, the cycle <laughs> reverses and continues. You never quite make it. It's your own personal oh, hell. Man. Really is like streamer hell. Oh, man. Oh, Twitch. Well, we could talk about Twitch for days and days and days. But before we get going, speaking of Twitch, Ella, where can folks find you if they do want to watch you and they've never watched your content before? Okay, I, I got a, a little bit of a disclaimer. I stream very early in the morning, Eastern it does. Time. Very uh, early. Yeah, yeah. So uh, twitch.tv slash Ellaheim. It's been the same as it has been for 10 years now plus. Uh, but yeah, my, my go time is usually between 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. Uh, and I'll go till 8 or 9 a.m., something like that. Uh, I know that a lot of people aren't up that early. And also, I got I to gotta warn you, it is kind of like being at your weird uncle's house, too. Okay, we get into a lot of conversations. And, like, I feel very free at 4 in the morning to have <laughs> uh, certain conversations about all sorts of things. So, like, you know, just... Know what you're getting into if you if you join him, but uh, yeah, it's a good time. We have a great community. Uh, they they some of them have been around all ten years. I mean, we got multiple people that have like hundred plus subs, so everybody's really chill. Uh, just just uh, fun fun time, fun community. So, but yeah, it's it's a little bit different. It's very early in the morning, but you're happy to join me if you find yourself, you know, up at that hour. You're you're one of my I'm cooking breakfast for my kids uh, mm. streamers, so I can agree with everything you just said. The weird, especially the weird uncle, like. But I I thrive on that stuff, so I'm I'm all in. But yeah, <laughs> you, you should go. Also, the other thing I love about your channel is you don't play the games that everyone's playing. You play some some game and games I've never heard of. Uh, you went Alan Wake. I think you did Lethal Company like yesterday or today. I don't. I, I thought I saw what a game. 
Yeah, that that one's a that one's kind of a, a gem. That was weird. Uh, some friends of mine just were like, "Hey, you want to play Lethal Company?" I was like, "Yeah, I saw the video. I was like, I'll give it a try." And I was like, "Oh man, this is uh, this is fun. This is a, a special one." Yeah, I like to. I mean, I'm variety. I, my biggest thing is like having fun first. If that falls in line with what's popular, like Alan Wake Two, like that is new and that's popular. But most people were done with that in the first week. I, I end up streaming it like two extra weeks just because yep. I was like probing everything, you know. So it just it just depends. It can be it can be all over the board, and that gets annoying too for some people. So they'll be like, "What happened to this game?" And like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get back to that." You know, one day, you know, maybe we'll finish Cyberpunk. I don't know. I don't know. What's going on yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if I streamed it. Did I stream that? Maybe I did. I don't know. I can't remember. And just so you know, it's not just gamers. We learned this. One of our business partners has gotten very big on TikTok with uh, alcohol reviews, and he started with whiskey and bourbon. And then he tried to jump into tequila and all of the whiskey and bourbon people were like, Hey, what happened to our whiskey and bourbon? Yeah. Just like a streamer. It's the same thing. It doesn't, doesn't change. Just the internet. Just little tribes. Right. You know, it's funny because some people I will not like, I have some games that go back to every year. And when I go back to those games, those people show right back up like that, like, you know, nothing's, nothing's ever happened. But you yeah. know, if I play anything else, you, you just won't see them. You know, yep. people yep. like their games. People like their their tribes. Yep, and they the, just the habits and all that stuff. But so you, you the funny thing about this, and we'll get into this. But Ella actually DM'd me, and he was like, "Kev, I would love to come on Star Wars <laughs> Scotch because I want to talk about droids." And I was Tim and I were like, "Droids, okay, we'll get into that later." Uh, but tell us. How does Star Wars start for you? Like, wh- how old are you? What's your experience, your earliest memories? And how did it start to play into what made you who you are today? Oh, man. Um, wow. So, so I mean, my earliest memories were like, you know, literally the, the first films. Uh, I, was, I was born with some very strict rules. And uh, my, my parents were like born and raised Southern Baptists and stuff. So... Star Wars was one of the few things that they were like chill about and they would let me watch and it like wasn't a big deal. So I remember watching the first movies and uh, I didn't know what was going on. Like, cause that's so far from anything I had seen. You know, most things I had seen, like, I, I don't even, I don't like, like Courage the Cow. Or, or, uh, oh my gosh, I almost said Cowardly Dog. Uh, uh, what's the old, like old Disney stuff, you know, like I was allowed to watch or, you know, just like, some some Disney movies, but not all Disney movies, you know. So like watching Star Wars, I was like, "Well, this is just a completely different beast here." <laughs> and I, yeah. I just like the idea of that, like laser swords. That was what gripped me. Was you know just the laser swords like that? I was that young, you know. It's like, wow, those can cut anything. Wow, you know, like that. That was where my mentality was at. But like uh, as I grew older. And I was able to get my hands, because I've always been a gamer, um, even back on, like, old Macintosh and stuff like that. So when games started to emerge, you know, like the old Kyle Katarn games, yeah. um, like uh, Jedi Knight and stuff like that, and even older, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember the names right now. You, you guys know what I'm talking about, though, probably. Uh, like the Starfighter and stuff, even on, like, like, 64 and stuff, when they mm-hmm. had, like, Rogue Squadron or, like, Pod Racing later and stuff like that. It's like... That stuff all, like resonated with me big time because 
as much as I liked the story of Star Wars, I always enjoyed like the fantasy of Star Wars more, like in my head. You know, like being a Jedi, being, you know, like getting the powers, being able to move things with my mind, all that stuff, that whole power trip thing, you know. So early on, it was that. And then, you know, over the years, uh, obviously, lore accumulated. And then they had the 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 old new movies, which I enjoyed. I liked everybody seemed to hate them. But at the time, I actually I didn't think they were great, but I thought they were good. I thought they were good enough for me and I thought they were fun. And um, I mean, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith, I still love that fight at the end of that. Like, I thought that was one of the most badass fights I'd seen in a while on film. So I was a little bit, you know, I was in a, a kind of a more immature place at the time. But then I started getting into like Legends stuff. I guess what you call mm -hmm. it now is Legends. Um, so I got into reading some of the books and like, you know, like like Dash Rendar, I think his name was from the 64 game. Um, I started to see what he was up to. I wanted to, you know, because then it was like everybody was doing everything. You know, like the Jedi uh, Temple was go or the, uh, the um, Academy. You know, Luke was running the Academy mm -hmm. and all that stuff. It's like all those storylines. And like, I think her name was like Mara Jade. I could be wrong. Yeah. It's been a while since I read this stuff. But like. I got into legend stuff big. So, sorry, I'm going on like a tan. Is that is this okay? Is this, okay. So, so then comes in Disney, right? Much more recently, and I stayed away from a lot of it. I just yeah. kind of wanted to live in my era and just kind of be there. And so, I just kind of uh I stuck with that stuff for a while. Now, I watched the new films I did watch those eventually, but I didn't really like them that much. I liked Seven was okay, and then yeah. I just was like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with, with Eight and Nine. I don't know what's going on anymore. This this is awful dog shit as far as I'm concerned. But that aside, I did enjoy that like Disney was starting to put out more content. Because I'm like a person that's like, I do like content when it's there, but I like to let it build up too. And so I got to a point like last year, like, I guess before or this year, excuse me, before like Ahsoka came out and stuff. And I was like, I should probably do some catch up. Like I hadn't watched Rebels. I hadn't watched Obi-Wan. I had mm -hmm. watched Mandalorian season one. I think that was about it. So... That's what kind of leads us to the droid thing because my discovery of the new Disney with mixed with my old mind uh, Star Wars has got me a little a little kerfuffled over here. I'm a little I'm a little weirded out on some levels, but okay. but I, I won't get to that quite yet if we don't want to. If you had other questions, but I there is a method to this madness. I swear, like reaching out to you. And by the way, this is. I'll get to it when I get to it. It's it's fine. <laughs> okay. My my other question would be, you know, when we talk about video games, and obviously that's how we all know each other and uh, <clears throat> huge roles or careers and whatnot. But um, when it comes to the games, like what's the game? What is the game for you? The, the one Star Wars game that's undeniable. You will die on that hill, and it's the best Star Wars game ever made. Oh man, 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 man. Uh, you know, I gotta say, uh. I think it I think for me it's Jedi Academy. 
I think it's such the, a good game. I think it's, it's I think it's the most incredible, especially for its time, like dual saber fighting. Yep. Like there were different forms, there were different paths you could take in the story. You could be good or evil. I mean, at the time, these are kind of big ideas. The level designs uh, were pretty good. Some of them were a little lazy, but mostly pretty good. But, I mean, the fights were awesome. And the online dueling. The multiplayer was so good. Oh, yeah. Wow. So oh, yeah. good. Yeah, it was uh, It was incredible. So I have a lot that I love. But I think that, I think that Jedi Academy takes the cake for me. I can always go back and just jump in that and... Turn on some lightsabers and run around off of walls and stuff doing flips and feel good about myself. Especially at the end. And I don't mean to spoil this, but like if you go bad at the end, you're bet like everybody's your enemy. Yes. And it becomes like this insane, like 20, you know, 20 uh Jedi versus Sith brawl where everybody's killing everybody. And it's like so hard just to survive. Like you just get your ass kicked in that game so hard. But uh, I love it. I love it. It's just like, I don't know, man. It just felt good. It was fun. I like the multiplayer. It's, uh, yeah. So that's my, that's probably my, that's the thing that popped in my head. So that's the one I'm going with. What's your relationship with KOTOR out of sheer personal curiosity? Uh, this is, this is going to drive some people wild. I started the, the uh, first one and I didn't finish it. I got about halfway through and I quit. And oh, Sorry, Why? I'm drinking a Coke, so I'm a little burby. Oh, excuse me. Um, I can't remember if it was just like other games coming out or disinterest mm. or whatever. But I didn't I know I didn't finish it. And I know I I know I got through it to a point and I just didn't finish it. But I played the second one and I lo actually loved the second one a lot. In like I know that people go crazy when I say that shit. But like uh, the second one, for some reason, I again, I'm a big lightsaber guy. So I was able to turn my dual saber saber white, you know, in yeah, that game. Uh -huh. And you couldn't do that in the other one. And I just thought, oh, man, this game's just got the customization I want. It's got it can make can let me live out that fantasy a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So that's what kind of hooked me. And I liked the idea at the end of that game, if I'm not mistaken, that you like it, I'm spoiling so many Star Wars games right now. But like you, it's been, it's been out for forever. I know, I know, I know. But I'm just like, I feel a little bad. But like you go, like the whole story ends where like, and you're going out into like the unknown to go hunt down more Sith kind of thing. Like that, that's kind of that, how. Yeah, yeah I, just, I literally just read this uh, article about all these, these Star Wars games that never saw the light of day, whether they were conceptual or they did have some level of development. Obviously like 1313's on there and the ones we know. But KOTOR 3 was on there, and I'd actually, I knew that it, there was an idea for it, and I don't know how far they got in it, but apparently the the theme was supposed to be you going out and hunting Sith. That was going to be like a whole adventure of you going across the galaxy and hunting Sith. They were going to triple the size of, uh, or the amount of planets and, uh, like, the areas that we could travel through. They were going to have the option to in, uh, change the combat from turn-based to action. Um, so... And that's part of the reason I was excited when the remake was announced. And now we have this ping pong of like, it's not coming out. It's coming out. It's not coming out. It's coming out. Apparently Sony pulled the funding. So Embracer is no longer, you know, doing it, which I don't know if I'm Xbox and I'm spending all this money. I don't know why Phil's not on the phone right now. Like, hey, yeah. I'd love to screw Sony again. Um, 
But uh, then last week, after we recorded our episode, uh, they announced, or they're not the announcement, but people were like, I'm an employee and I'm still working on this game. So... Um, right. I, I kept know. up with that a little bit. Like I just saw some tweets here and there through my feed. So I wasn't like on top of it. But yeah, it did seem like, OK, well, the story is not quite done. Whatever's going on over there isn't isn't over, I guess. But to your point about the, the third game that didn't you know, that, that wasn't to be. I think one of the most interesting things that or at least that I find interesting about Star Wars is like Sith culture. I feel uh, like. Yeah. A lot of that was tackled during Legends, but it hasn't really been tackled very much. With it's at least what what I've seen so far with Disney, uh, we don't get like too much about like what what is what are their buildings like? What does society look like? What is it like to be apprentice and an apprentice and a master? What does it look like to? We've got like inquisitors, right? That like go after these, uh, like in Rebels, you know, like uh, that's the the. That's what the the show that's going to spawn this whole conversation, by the way, is Rebels. But they've Love got that. like inquisitors that like go after the the Jedi, you know, that go after the team, and so like that whole dynamic and stuff to me is is pretty interesting. Like most of them had to have been Jedi at one point, I guess, was one of the things yeah. they had mentioned, you know. So yeah, so um, the idea of like you know at the end of. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic too, you know, going off into into Sith territory, which is something that is like never explored, especially not in games. I feel like I've never seen mm -hmm. a game go into Sith territory. It's always been on obviously like familiar planets. You know, you're on Tatooine, you're on you know this planet, that planet. You know, which makes sense because you want people to be familiar. But I I I like it when it does a little. You know, it it goes a little deeper. It does something a little a little different, like the Force Unleashed. That was another one that I really like because it literally just, I mean, for somebody like me who's, who's multiple, you know, multiple times referenced fantasy, you know, like Jedi fantasy. I mean, Force Unleashed is like stupid, you know, <laughs> like, it was just, you just pick up, you know, a thousand stormtroopers, throw them through, you know, the trees of, you know, Kajik or whatever the hell, you know, it's like you can do whatever you want in that, you know, so. But I like it that it kind of let itself, it didn't take itself so seriously. It let itself have fun, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I a would, fun, it's a fun yeah. game. Yeah, it's a, it's that it's that power fantasy that everybody wants in Star Wars, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's 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 powerful. This this the dark side is calling. So a couple of things too on the on the Kotor. I think honestly, and I'm again being honest and transparent. I don't think you're wrong about Kotor two because Kotor two is the better game from a gameplay perspective because all they did was take one and make it better from a gameplay perspective. The yeah. thing people get hung up on is the story is better in one than two. Two is not a bad story by any stretch of the imagination. It's actually one of the better video game stories I've ever played. One is just, it's an absolutely legendary story if you see it through to the end, which is why I'm excited for like my kids to experience it because they're not going to sit down and play that old game. It's just, it's too old. Yeah, I'm right. To go back too old. It. It's too old. old. So I wanted them to experience what I experienced in one and hopefully more, but you're not wrong in that it's it's a the systems are better the customization is better the gear is better the combat is better it's just not as good of a story as one which again it's completely fine yeah um, i remember how it ended but like if you were to ask me like the story beats i'd be like no clue all i know is there's some old lady that every time i did some oh, yeah. good she was like well you should consider being bad and every time i was bad she's like 
you know what? You could you could be nicer to people. You know? like, like, like she always just seemed to kind of edge me the other way that I was going, and I and I was just like, I don't know who you are, old lady. That's all I remember is that one what old Jedi girl lady. I forget her name, but Kriya. I'm trying to remember her Darth name though. I can't remember it because she ended up being a Sith. What the hell was her Darth name? Darth. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I'm going to get flamed for this one. Anyway. Well, here it goes, Kevin. It'll come to me as soon as we hit stop recording. Um, uh, Don't you hate uh, that? Yeah, it's it's bothering me. Um, uh, the other thing you referenced on Sith culture, the only video game I've ever ex experienced where you got to like go into Sith territory and do that was the MMO. Uh, mm. Not the old one. Yes. The newer one. The newer one. Um, you had drumming costs. You had Korriban was where the Sith Academy is. And you actually got to experience all these planets that were under Sith control and like their society and their politics. You know, a lot of the cutscenes had the Dark Council, which was the 12 Sith that, you know, ruled alongside of the at the time it was the Emperor and the, they had their own Senate. So very interesting. But that's the only game I've ever seen, like dive into it and explore that. Yeah, I was big into Galaxies when it released. I was a creature handler and I actually just got done playing it. Uh, like earlier this year or last year, um, they got the restoration server. Yep. And yep. I was playing on there a lot too. And I played the newer one, but I didn't play it for very long. I was very involved for probably like three or four months. And then I kind of went off and did my, my thing. And, uh, mm -hmm. Only thing I remember about that was just like abusing the PvP mechanics and getting like all the PvP gear like way too early and like hotball or you know stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't get deep enough to get into that side. So that's exciting that at least somebody tackled it because I always just thought that was such an interesting. Because it's like, how do you guys even how do you guys even eat or like do you guys have dinner like what's it like you know like do you eat oh. alone in cells like you know like that's my question. It's like how okay so you guys are Sith and you're bad and you're always betraying each other and your your apprentices are always gonna kill your masters and stuff. It's like, but what what's it like just <laughs> when you got to use the bathroom you know like like like, what is, like do you you know. They had a very normal society, honestly. I'm being completely honest with you. Sure. The funniest part was that murder was okay if it was justified within the confines of the Sith law. Okay, so, so kind of like a drow kind of thing. Like a yeah, D &D. exactly. Okay. Very similar to drow in D&D. Very similar. Like, you can murder your master if you're trying to, you know, make the right moves to move up in Sith society. Now, members of the Dark Council were off limits. So there's a whole storyline where one of them gets killed and you're trying to figure out who it is and all that stuff. But um, there's a, there is a very normal part of their society where there's housing and families and, you know, because not everyone's a Sith. They're part of the empire. So mm. it's very similar. Now it, it is an oppressive regime and all of that stuff, but it, it felt fairly normal. Obviously you're on a planet. It's perpetually lightning and thunderstorms and all that stuff to make it super evil. But, That's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's your ideal thing. To yeah, I'd vacation there. there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in in Rebels, they do end up going to like an old Sith. Like uh, they're looking for like the uh, I don't know if you would call it a holocron when it's Sith, but I guess it's still a holocron. I'm not. Yeah, sure. the Sith holocrons. Okay, okay. I didn't know if there was like another word for there specifically, but they they go there, and I love the like architecture where it's all like you know like. Um, like a necropolis, you know, kind mm -hmm. of thing, pyramids, you know, the like monolith kind of stuff. Like I love all of that aesthetic. Um, 
but yeah, that's what that's what I've been getting into is is just going back and trying to catch up. Because I asked my my buddy, I was like, if I'm gonna watch Ahsoka, what do I need to watch first? And oh. he's like, you need to watch Rebels. Like, you yeah. got to watch Rebels. And I would never touch Rebels just because the animation is not really my style. Sure. But I was I was dedicated to it because I want to watch Ahsoka with the most information possible. And he was already however many episodes in. Um, but like watching through and trying to catch up has broken my brain in a way. All right. Like I again, I live in like this old world, but also coming into the new world of like Disney. I'm not like compl- I'm not like a super fanboy, but I'm not like somebody off the street either. You know, like I know I know my Star Wars pretty well, but there is like I don't know. Okay, listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I just needed a place I could go to and have a real conversation and go deeper into stuff that probably shouldn't go deeper into. And when I tried to do this on stream, I got too many replies like, you're thinking too much into it, bro. You're thinking, oh, it's a kid's show or like you're going too far and stuff. And honestly, I just wanted a place that was willing to do like where we know that. And we can still have that conversation, right? This is a safe place. That's what I needed to hear. Now yeah, you don't yeah, have the like, safe you don't Star Wars to, place. Yeah, you can tell me you're you're reading too much into it. That's what you feel, but I yeah. don't want it because like it's a kids show or something. Like it's beyond scrutiny or like we're not allowed to ask these questions because like we're just supposed to kind of smile it off and it's Star Wars, you know that kind of thing. Which I'm happy to do, but. I felt like when I saw on Twitter, you know, you guys were doing the show, I was like, these two would be like the perfect people to just bounce some ideas off of. We're your guys. And not feel that judgment, you know, that that I'll say hatred from chat. okay, for me going into these topics. But there is one character that has broken my fucking brain, dude. And it's Chopper. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the warlord. Okay, He's a war criminal. He is to me a completely like fun. Okay, fun. I acknowledge that, but ultimately weird and like um, completely nonsensical character to me. Like you know who you know who voices him? No. Dave Filoni, who's now the CCO of Lucasfilm. And when he voices it, he actually voices it with English. Yes. He's not going, he is actually speaking his lines, and then they go in and they modulate it post. Yep. What? (laughs) What? Okay, well, maybe that's why this personification kind of thing is happening with this character specifically, maybe. I just... It's not just that, though. It's like catching up on other things. So, so here's, here's, my big, here's my big thing in my head is like, what the fuck are droids, man? Like, what is their purpose? Like, what are they for? Like, uh, 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 like, like what, is, what do you do with them when they like, quote unquote, malfunction? Why, why can they just like break their code and become somewhat you know for lack of a better term sentient not that they are you know but like that's another thing too is like i'm sorry i'm going off like a like i'm just i'm just saying that like there's so many weird contradictions both in the 
in how they present the droids, but also how they want their audience to feel about the droids. And like, sometimes I'm supposed to feel sympathetic towards droids. Sometimes I'm supposed to feel like they're just tools and we can treat them like mm -hmm. shit. And then sometimes I'm supposed to like care about them as like a character, as a person. But then sometimes it's made obviously clear that they are like not sentient and they are just, you know, code, right? And in some cases, like with like Solo, things just get wacky, okay? <laughs> that shit just gets wacky with like, you know, like oppressed people, like slavery stuff. I mean, even in the old movies, they sort of had that vibe where it was like, they got like pseudo tortured, I guess. Remember that scene where they're like burning the bottom of that one's feet? Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. It's like, does that Jedi. teach it something? Like, I yeah. don't understand. It's like, because to me, these are supposed to be. You know what? Let me back up. What do you guys think of droids before we get into this? Like, like, how have you felt about droids? Like going into this, like, like Star Wars in general. You're like, you think about droids. What do you think? Good, bad, fun, whatever. Tim. Um, I've always had a love hate relationship with droids. I, it, I, I would have to agree with you. Like now, like I really haven't put a lot of thought to it, but there are like hero droids, right? So you've got your C3PO, your R2D2, your, your choppers and things like that. So like, those are like the top of the food chain. So those are hero droids that everyone loves and knows. Like you don't have like a, a, a bad guy hero droid. Like there's no, and there's no antagonist droid. Uh, everyone's all the all the droids that are really cool are protagonists, and then after that you've got the droids that serve a purpose and they're also sentient, like they can think for themselves, um, but they're still tools. And then under that you then got the basic bitch workers, the guys that are like um, like the gonk droids. Those are just like mobile power units. Um, they don't do anything other than just deliver power. Like that's all that they can do. Um, I've never understood the whole like burning of the feet and torturing droids. Like that would be weird. Like that would they would need pain receptors in the bottom of their feet in order for that to work. Um, but I think that was also too like it was George Lucas's way of portraying like the cruelty of like Jabba and his and his henchmen. Like you wanted to create like a really cool bad guy within like the sense of like what they had to work with. Um, and also at the same time, like you didn't want to like completely uh, reenact like 1942 like. So, um, uh, Nazi Germany, like that's the whole idea of like all, like all of the bad guys are supposed to be like all these like bad, baddish right. criminals from the forties, um, from like world war two and things like that. Um, so like, I think, I think there's a, there's an unfortunate mixture of like storytelling and like, and, and kind of going farther and deeper into imagination. But at the same time, I think there's like three tiers. I think that's like, that's like where we kind of like fit. Like we work in star Wars world is like, you've got your heroes that are always good guys. You've got like the mix of good guys and bad guys that aren't heroes, but they're still like, they serve a purpose, but they also kind of have like their own, um, their own uh, characteristics, their own personalities, like IG 88 and like IG 10, um, um, uh, R5 D4, uh, like all of these, like they're not like hero characters, but they're also like, they're well known, like robots that kind of like do their own thing. And people know them for, for certain things. I don't know if that makes sense. No, they, they made, Total that's kind of like that's how I've always thought about droids. You know, like 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 just like, like destroy like destroyer droids. Like I would I would put them at the bottom of the list. Like those are just like those are that's cannon fodder assault droid that doesn't think about anything other than killing. You know, or like the like the interrogation droids are from the Empire. Like they don't they're not sentient. They don't do anything other than what they're told, and like they just have one purpose. You talked about hero droids. You didn't mention K two S O. He was like the hero droid, Tim. 
he sacrifices himself to get the Death Star plans. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, help, nobody I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's um, a good movie. There, there's so there's two things I want to mention here on the on the level of of what Tim is saying. Yes, there are different types of droids for different functions, but there's a a, a piece of all of this that is already in canon that we know of, and that's restraining bolts. Restraining right. bolts are very important to this conversation because certain droids have their restraining bolts, certain don't, and that's one thing that can you know maintain droid programming versus reprogramming versus having it have free thought. Another thing I want to bring up, and this is all legends. I don't know if this exists in canon, so someone will correct us on Twitter, I'm sure. Um, there have been droid rebellions throughout yes. Star Wars history where the droids will rise up. I actually believe it's in... Is it in Clone Wars? Isn't, isn't there one? It's Solo. Droid... In... Solo. Is no, they even... There's one in SWOTOR too. It's a whole. They, they even they even talk about it in freaking uh, uh, in Ahsoka or Amando. It's the episode with with uh, 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 oh my god, uh, Lizzo and uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. They talk about the droid. Jack they had Black. like a whole did with Jack Black. They had a whole like droid rebellion, didn't they? Like yep. that's what they were afraid of robots. Yeah. So it, it's a thing where the they'll get sick and tired of everyone's bullshit and start to, you know become more sentient nor it just takes honestly it just takes uh in swotor there's a whole they called them flashpoints if you remember those were the dungeons there's a whole flashpoint where you fight droids that took over a planet and re are rebelling um but the Will whole thing Smith started was with right. one droid removing all of the other droids restraining bolts and then moving on so um yeah i think the restraining bolts and the hierarchy of like kind of how they're laid out are pseudo the answer to your question i know it doesn't answer it 100 percent but like that's kind of how they work. Some are conditioned to be worker bees. One that great example, I don't know if you watched the Obi-Wan show, but in the middle is the loader droid. Doesn't yeah. speak. Its only purpose was mainly to just be manual labor, but at some point it ends up working for the resistance and um uh and and ends up well sacrificing itself to to hide uh, uh folks that are on the run. So, right. And, like, I understand that Star Wars has always been a little ambiguous with their technology, right? They're not yeah. going to allow us to, like, get the... And that's kind of part of the fun, you know? But at the same time, I... I Okay, so so the... Okay, in Rebels, that happens, too, actually, with the restrictor plate or restrictor bolt or whatever it is. They have a, a chopper meet another robot unlike the empire ship and then he's able to knock his thing off and then he's able to help him they're like friends you know mm -hmm. like that's how they make friends so i i i just for me i look at the droids as like toasters right like in a very like Battlestar Galactica, if anybody's seen it, like I'm not a like like the Cylons are toasters, all right? That's what they are. You can you can dress yourself up like a human, but you are absolutely a droid. Like you're made out of code. You're you, by by definition, you are not sentient, right? So it gets it gets a little weird for me when I have a character like Chopper, which when I'm watching it, like. He is unpredictable and he's dangerous and like he's not above his code like uh, Ezra is a kid and he's constantly like running over his toes and stuff. So I'm like, OK, so this robot is like <laughs> has no problem hurting children like and laughs most of the time. And it's a it's a cart. It's like an animated thing for kids. So he's like it's supposed to be like, ah, uh -huh. but it makes me think like, why would you ever have 
such a crazy killing machine on your ship. And, and I understand that Hera has, has history with him, right? But like, uh, yeah. but at a certain point, if my toaster, if I woke up one morning and I went to go make toast, and my toaster's like, hey, man, uh, you know, it was real funny this morning. I burnt your daughter. It was crazy. I just felt <laughs> like it. You know, I just thought it would be funny. You know, I'd be like, I'm going to probably get rid of you or I'm going to replace you. I'm never going to get a new toaster, you know? And that's where like the idea where it goes into like uh, the the movies where like C-3PO gets like wiped. You know, I think that's what the purpose of like wiping them is. Like when they start to get out of line, right? Yeah. Or, like, starting fresh. Right. You like, you like reboot them. Like you like start fret you just boom wipe them so i'm i'm looking at this and i'm like these people have these like missions where maybe the autonomy of chopper being able to do his own thing is good but he is a malfunctioning draw I'm, I'm giving i'm giving this is my good faith interpretation right but like he is a malfunctioning droid with like what is to be considered war ptsd you know that's like unhinged and like i said just as likely to maybe get you killed as he is to help you i mean like yeah r2d2 is essentially like the same character like r2d2 like could do almost anything like chopper can do like at one point he like catches a bunch of robots on fire with oil and a flamethrower you know right, like, but at least he's not like but but i don't know why chopper seems so much more unhinged to me than like i think R2-D2. it's because he actually talks i think that's the is, part that and he, he laughs and shit he is unhinged. R two D two is at, is as unhinged. We're listening to um, we're, uh, Kyler, my, my son. He is listening to the audiobooks for um, from a, per, a certain perspective. The, um, the How to Be a Jedi, um, the Return of the Jedi one, or like learning to be a Jedi. It's the it's uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's from like a certain certain point of view or a certain perspective or whatever that like that that um, whole line of books is. But anyways, he talks about R two D two cursing at him the entire time. Apparently, R2-D2 just curses at Luke the entire movie. See, now that's awesome. Now I had right n- I had that. no idea. Yeah, but apparently that's what R2-D2 does. Every time he's just like, he's just like swearing like a sailor. And yeah. I love that. I always, like, growing up, I always thought the, like, okay, so the droids always felt like, like, uh... I don't know why, but I always felt like one of the droids, you know, like if you're in the story, you're probably one of the droids. Like you're just like kind of there, but you're not and you're watching and like, you know, you're like you're helping and you're, you're kind of there for the adventure. Like I feel like their perspective is very human in the first movies. Like a lot of it is is seen through their eyes. There's a lot of scenes with just them. The very first scene of the very first movie is them, is the droids. You know, mm-hmm. and them being on the desert and feeling stranded and, and following them through everything. You know, like they're they're I mean, they are like the the catalog or the the you know, whatever they catalog everything. They've been there for everything, right? But then like you get to a scene like way later in the movies. I know it's been passed down through a million different ideas and directors and stuff like that, but like the scene with C three PO where they wipe him. Right. And yep. in the newer movies, I can't remember which one exactly it was. They all kind of meld together, but I think it was the very last one. Like, I think it was nine where they wipe C-3PO. And it's like this simultaneously, like this, this really touching moment where we're going to lose all this character's history and this, all this, whatever. But then like, also they play it off like this extremely funny moment. Like, 
you when you're watching I remember being in the theater when I watched it and people were like sad for a split second and then they're like well he's wife let's move on you know like is this the scene with Babu Freak yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yes yeah. I remember yeah. being very sad like we're gonna to- lose we're gonna lose this character but he had to get his memory wiped in order to read the Sith hieroglyphs right yeah because it was the only language he wasn't allowed to read right yeah but then at the same time yeah they kind of brush it off and like he didn't actually lose his memory right well like Poe laughs about it. it he gets it back like, right I think he I think he did I can't remember I just remember in that moment like Poe like the 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 people there don't seem to give a shit about him really. Like, well, because they like, see them as tools, people. they don't see them as people. Right, right. But then you got okay. Some but see, but do. some of them do. There some are sympathizers. Do. There are droid sympathizers. But at the same time, there are a lot of people who have a negative connotation towards droids because of the Clone Wars. I would also venture to say too. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, you know, the Clone Wars did a number on droid reputations. But I would even venture to say that there are some people that when they spend more time with a droid, they're almost grown. Because remember how Han is so abrasive to C-3PO? When he and by the end, they're him. like and buddies. And six, he's like his bro. So yeah. it, it also comes with the relationship of like the connotation of, well, we fought against a bunch of droids in the Clone Wars, so they're a bunch of assholes. Uh, and it's again, with all the rebellions and stuff, it's not the first time the droids have pulled a stunt like that. And the more time you spend with a droid, I think you might get to know them as a person even in mando i know you said you only watched the first season but he hates droids in the first season because he was a child during the clone wars but right. as time goes on he he needs droids for purposes and he actually i won't say he develops relationships with them but he Ooh. understands i i caught I up on him Man- i'm IG all caught definitely. up on mando now so nice okay. Yeah, so even using like yeah, like his husk basically is like a little mech. Yes, know, for, yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 yes. And R five uh, as well. If without R five, they they don't get out of the right. You know, they don't stop getting yeah. it again. Right. It's such a staple thing. So so this is okay. So this is where it all came down for me in my head. It, it wasn't just Chopper. Chopper got me there. I was like, okay, why are they here? Why don't they just keep them as tools? They can probably function better if they would just listen half the time, especially yeah, like take Chopper. the person out of yeah. Yeah, and, and so like, but then I was just thrown for a loop with I believe it was Solo. I'm I'm like ninety nine percent sure it's Solo where uh, Lando has the robot that is like rebellion robot, like doesn't have its restrictor, um, is like. Uh, all all droids are slaves. We're gonna have the freedom. We're gonna do all this. And there's this emotional scene where she's like, I'm saying she because it has a female voice, but I mean androgynous. But um, the droid uh, starts like a rebellion. Starts like freeing all these droids and letting them loose. And there's this scene where she gets like shot, and then Lando runs up and is like holding the droid. Like, oh, because it was like his, his it was like his uh, Chewy, basically. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, I'll always remember you. And like, uh, you know, oh, this is super emotional moment. And she like shuts down and then it's revealed. And this is what fucked me in the head, dude. It's revealed <laughs> that he uploaded her to the Millennium Falcon. And now she yeah. is part of the ship. So first of all, that messes me up because I'm like, this was a this was a droid that sought freedom, right? That like wanted to be free and autonomous and live its own life and everything. And what you've done is you've shoved it into a jail and made it perform functions back to droid status. Millennium Falcon may have personality, but it is something that listens, does things, 
like it, it is a ship and it is she is confined there right like yeah. she doesn't have any sense of freedom there and then i thought and then lando just gambled her away on like a whim like knowing that that ship was oh like supposed God. to be like oh, his like man. friend that he held and like uploaded her and then he's like on a hand of cards is like Let's he also, them and deal them. <laughs> you know, he so really just, wanted to have sex with the Millennium Falcon. I think that's really what it comes down to. Help me here, because maybe I'm missing some context or whatever. But like Lando, I, Lando's your context. Yeah, okay. Lando's the problem. He's okay, not the best relationship person. There's a book called Shadows of the Sith that came out last year, or the year before. You um, remember the title? For once, I know you did it. And um, it Lando's a huge character in that book, and it talks about his daughter. Yeah. Oh man, that was so sad. And at first, he's a really good dad, but eventually, he starts to be the absentee far father, and he's not with the mom anymore. As we know, he's he's a ladies' man. Like, let's call call it what it is. He he loves he loves the ladies. Good for him. So I think that Lando is just not good at relationships in this specific scenario, uh, and being selfish he was like well i want l337 to be a part of me forever so i'm gonna upload her to my ship and as you said that is not what she would have wanted um and then uh you guys agree with that part though that, that yeah 100 but i like i'll be honest i really didn't think about it until just now so i didn't either so yeah you're i think you're completely on point but that I makes me rethink that. the entirety of the millennium falcon though like damn also, that poor Lando's, ship. Lando's a gambler. So Lando's mentality is I'm not going to lose my ship. I'm going to win more by putting my ship on. The right. Board. And I and so. I can totally I can totally get with that mentality that it just like for me, it was so hard going from like I'm holding you in my arms in this very emotional, emotionally charged scene to. All right, what do you got? Show me what you got. You know, like it's like knowing he's like gambling this droid away. So I think I think this also suffers though from the writing of Lucas and the development of Lando in the Millennium Falcon in the seventies, and then trying to do the whole solo movie and trying to make it all make sense. Like it's a like I oh man, like I really wish they wouldn't have uploaded the the robot to the Millennium Falcon because the Millennium Falcon goes through so much shit. Right. Oh, I hate right. it. I mean, you be. Go ahead. I'll take it a step further for you. When your dog passes away, no, you're really no, upset, right? you're yeah, upset over it. But you, you got to understand this. And I'm being real. I'm a dog person. I love my dog. I've had four dogs in my life, and I've cried over three of them because the other one's only four years old. But the dog loves you more than you love the dog. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, you're their you're whole their world. Ass world your family is everything to that dog and it's the only thing that matters and exists when the dog passes away you're really upset but in a week some people are getting a new dog maybe it's three months maybe it's six months maybe it's a year i think tim it took you like four years right before it you took us a bit dog. yeah yeah so everyone moves at their own pace but even jason uh heitman his dog passed away and by the next weekend he had gotten two new dogs from the humane society uh you know to bring that back into his life so I'm not saying droids are dogs, but I'm using the comparison that your dog. They loves treat them like dogs, though. More than you, you love your dog. No matter how much you love your dog, I don't care. Your dog loves you more than you love your dog. Right. Okay. And and that's. I think that that's. I think that's fair. Let me throw the other side of this. Okay. Go for it. They have in somewhat of a 
you know, like a la, uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Warhammer 40K have put the soul of the ah, yes. droid into a box that they now fly around and continue to give commands to and continue to keep in confinement for all of eternity. It's basically like that robot's specific personal hell. Yes. And that to me is like, it's it's not just like your dog passed away and you're getting a new dog. It's like your dog passed away and then you took him, you, you, you embodied him, you put him in a cat and then you you had to, and then he had to be a cat for the rest of his life and you know that dog hated cats you know like that's what it is to me too so i get what you're saying that i think you're doing a lot to explain lando to me right and i appreciate Lando's that selfish. right and i yeah. and i i think that the the levels of his selfishness maybe especially gambling i think is totally fair however i do i feel like story wise i wasn't like when they're talking, they like, she's in the ship now. It's like supposed to be this like magical moment. Like all along, this is what made the Millennium Falcon special was it was housed with the soul of a robot that never wanted to be a robot to begin with. You know, it's like so powered by, you know, enslavement, basically. <laughs> you know, it's like, Jesus Christ. So as I've been catching up, I've just been like brain broken by by these droids, man. Like like just in these instances I'm giving you just between like C3PO getting his mind wiped and the weirdness of that whole scene and then like Chopper and how dangerous he is and like how uh how much autonomy he gets to like do things but also like how callous they are towards them cuz they are sort of like at best dogish at worst it's a slave or it's a tool or whatever you know and then the whole solo thing and I'm just like Man, I don't know how they want me to feel about droids. Like, I feel like droids are just this, like, thing that they just throw out where, like, I don't, I don't know, man. And, like, for some people, like, not having the droids is, like, not Star Wars. Like, you have to have a droid, you know? It, it is a staple, I would agree. Yeah. Every, like, all, all heroes need a sidekick droid. Right, but I'm starting to think, like, you know, maybe they need to figure out what the fuck they're doing with that. Like, like well, you can't get well. Done. So I mean, like, I think they kind of did with like with Grogu. Like, they didn't give Mando a droid. They gave him like a cute little baby Yoda. Right. Um, you know, like Han Solo are... got Chewbacca. Like, I would honestly, I would love more of those kinds of sidekicks than I would robots. To be honest. Yeah, that's how I think that's starting to get how I feel now. Is like i'm tired of thinking about them because and we're not even talking about like the pseudo slavery aspects of that and the shallowness of that aspect right because that is something that comes up is mm -hmm. that they are either an oppressed people you know like you said rebellion stuff like that the droids being overworked being over you know there's like a whole slavery aspect to it too yep that like they want you to think about but they don't want you to like examine and they won't really allow you to on any like lore level, really. It's all very surface level. So it's like, I, I don't even know. Like sometimes I feel like they're real people. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes I feel like they're a race of, of uh, like their own race. Like they're just as, they're just like the aliens. You know, they're just, as, they're just uh, another, you know, uh, whatever, whatever alien race, a, a Twi'lek or whatever, you know, like. They're just one of the, but then sometimes we're supposed to see them as like tools. And so I don't know, man, I just want to nerd out with a couple of dudes who knew some stuff and, and we could like 
you know, uh, just talk about that a little bit, just because it, it just, I don't know if it like it, it, it's starting to like make less sense to me where something used to be so simple in my head is now like outrageously complicated. But isn't, isn't that the complexity of lore? Like as you expand a universe and you create more is mm -hmm. you have inconsistencies that maybe when you had this tiny little thing that fit in a box, as it expands and grows, you just start to, you know, remember the guy at BlizzCon like seven years ago who questioned Chris Metzen on some dwarf lore that no one had ever thought of? And Chris went, Red shirt guy. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll fix that. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The guy who created the universe couldn't answer the question. So it's, it's things like that that happen and we start to run into inconsistencies. And we find them all the time, to be honest, with Star Wars. You know, Tim and I will be like, that doesn't make sense because this happened or so on and so forth. And it creates great conversations with with uh, the community and with with folks like yourself. I will say, though, Adam, this is the this is you are the most you brought the most interesting guest topic to the show. That I would have to had. agree. Yeah. I'm also really? learning a lot about droids right now. I went to Wikipedia. Did you know there's five classifications of droids? I did not. There's there's five tiers. First class of droids. First class was made up of droids skilled with mathematical, physical, and medical sciences. Second class droids. Droids of second class were skilled in engineering and technical sciences. Third class droids. Third class droids were skilled in social sciences and service functions. Examples include the CZ secretary droids, the LEP service droids, the FAV valet droid, and a BD-3000 luxury droid. Fourth class droids are going to be your military and security function droids. And fifth class droids are going to be manual labor and intensive jobs that did not require a high level of intelligence. Also, where the soul of a droid is located is the neural core. Crazy. There we go. There's some so, information. Does it happen to mention why they even have restrictor plates? Like, like why is that a an idea? Like, restraining bolts? Um, restraining bolts. Why do I keep saying restrictor plates? I'm thinking of like old school when will ferrell's working i was crazy. like yeah i took out the restrictor play it's not exactly street legal you know like, i don't know why i keep thinking about that oh my god you just took me back yeah um no uh, it's to make sure the droid performs its protocol because the neural interface does have uh, you know like tim said they have a soul which means they do can make decisions so the restraining bolts are in place to make sure that the decisions follow the directive here's your official entry in the wikipedia as to why there are restraining bolts the galactic empire fostered anti-droid sentiments treating droids as property many sentients continued the clone wars policies of wiping droids memories fitting them with restraining bolts in cur curtailing them uh, curtailing their movements Several establishments also excluded droids. So I think uh, uh, the restraining bolt was just another way of just oppressing the droid. Yeah. It was yeah. a part of that entire movement of just uh, oppressing droids because yep. of how things were handled in the Clone Wars. Also, yeah. I mean, also the High Republic, too. Uh, also in the High Republic because the, the droids are, are are breaking away and joining the Nihil. Yeah, that just it just seems so weird to me that you would create something that has so much autonomy that you would have to like, keep it down so bad. And then, like, on, on top of that, like, okay, so we're saying the word oppressed, right? But do, do you, like, oppress your toaster? Like, when you force uh, it? But to my, toaster, toast? my toaster also doesn't have feelings, though. Right, but, but like, that's what I'm saying. Is like, does it have feeling? Like, does it actually have feelings? Or is that part of the coding? Like, 
I mean, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, that's a whole, that's the whole theology. Yeah, this is, this is, like, we're getting into the gray gray area. I mean, like, I I mean, yeah, I mean, like, that's what we're getting into. I mean, like, this is ghost in the shell. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it kind of gets there, but it it does 100%. But I would, I would, uh, I feel like anything, like, again, like, going into, like, your hero droids, like, your, your class one droids, the the first tier, the things that are really smart, uh, I feel like, yeah, those would be your your sentient droids those are the things that are free thinking those are your yeah. your droids that are up there you know in in uh with the senators and and whatnot and like you know in the medical rooms and and, and making those decisions so yeah i would say like those 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 i'm honestly surprised surprised that we never had a droid representative in the republic like honestly i mean like you know like they're always like everyone's thinking about the clones like we 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 were uh senator chuchi is fighting for the clones and their um they, they they require rights and things like that but no one's fighting for droid rights so yeah it's really interesting because yeah, even if you're yeah. a droid sympathizer you're they're still less than that's the true mentality yeah right. like, See, now, i'm on the other side everybody. of the thing and i'm like if we've gotten to the point where they need representatives we've gone too far with our technology we gotta re we gotta reinvent this thing we gotta like like if you want like a a robot to be like let's say a a, a a class five, like you said, or like a whatever five, you know, something that just lifts a stone and sets it down somewhere else. Right. Just a mundane job like that is valuable in and of itself. And it may be at the cost of having these things have so much like uh, uh, autonomy and sentience. Maybe we should have just stopped there. You know, like, like I'm on the other end of it. I know there's no fun. (laughs) I get that. that. But like, also I'm, I'm thinking like, Man, how did it, it like what's interesting to me is like how did it even get this far? And like yeah. how long has it been this far? Because if you know, depending on how far back you go, if droids have been doing this for thousands and thousands of years or whatever, you know, um or hundreds of years, whatever the time scale is there, like that's an insane amount of time. Like now this is where I feel like I'm getting a little too deep. It's just like that's like an insane amount of time for for like that idea to exist without it going one way or the other, right? At some point over the hundreds of years, they would have gone, okay, we need to make a choice about these droids. Are they people or are they not people? You know, like, do they have that kind of, like these these problems that are just now kind of popping up are still popping up with like rebellion and droids and they're still building droids and manufacturing them, right? It's still kind of in in the infancy of really what that idea should be it's kind of got a discrepancy with the timeline that it's existed. Do you get what I'm saying? Like these problems would have existed for hundreds of years, right? Like why now are they popping up or why? I, 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 I guess I'm, I guess I'm asking an impossible question. I'm just, these are the things I'm thinking about, right? Like when I'm thinking about like, and I go too deep, but it's just, I don't know, man. It just like, I think the droids are interesting. I think they're one of the most interesting parts of it because they're not they're not people. They're not necessarily just bolts, you know, like they are in that middle ground. And so it's like you don't know how to feel about them, which I think harkens back to what you said, Tim, which is like sometimes I have a love hate relationship with them. I think that mm-hmm. kind of is where that I think that I think that line is where you're at, where it's like. Sometimes I feel this way. Sometimes I feel this way. Like there's kind of like a yeah. duality with them. Very much so. One, one thing you have to remember too is when it comes to making decisions in the galaxy and the galaxy deciding things, it never happens because the galaxy is huge. 
and word doesn't even get to some places on some things. I mean, look at look at how they were able to, you know, the Jedi in, in A New Hope are, are an ancient and hokey religion, that whole thing. And it was like less than 20 years ago. Yeah. The galaxy is so vast that they can never... That's why even the droids that you see in the Outer Rim in Episode 4, they're kind of old and rusty and used. Obviously, the Jawas are scrapping them for stuff. But stuff that gets to the Outer Rim is not the nice new stuff that happens on Coruscant and, and the core. So any anything like a droid rebellion may pop up over here. They may not even hear about it over here ever That's because true. it's so far removed because the galaxy is so vast. Like there are cultures in these High Republic books that they're meeting for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that don't even have technology to to. Uh, fly or they choose not to have the technology to fly to other planets they want to live a simple life so there's the the, the galaxy is just vast and i think that's part of the issue is with not being able to like make concise decisions as a government or whatever and there's always turmoil with this one taking this one rebels over here people getting rid of this the empire you know the one strength they had was actually unifying everything under their command for however long it was yeah before the rebellion really started to break up, break everything apart. So that's another thing too, is like, why? yes, these problems persisted over time, but there's this cyclical, cyclical thing, which is part of this story in Ahsoka, which Balin's trying to break is like, new regime comes in, does X, they mess up, next one comes in, they mess up, or this part breaks off and does that. It's just, it's a mess. It is an absolute mess, but that's the joy of the storytelling is that the galaxy is an absolute disaster of a mess. So yeah. that could be why too. Yeah, I had a question. Maybe you guys know offhand. Um, assassin droids. Ah, are those working for themselves, or are they working? Because I know they take bounties, but mm -hmm. are they autonomously working for themselves, or are they controlled by some crime lord somewhere? So bounty bounty hunter droids are either in business for themselves, or they usually have a partner or a collective they're a part of. The HKs, the assassins, the dude from the, the hunter games, killers, the hunter killers, which you see them in Ahsoka, and they were in Mandalorian. Um, they work for a warlord or a crime boss or somebody, and they're sent out to kill. Okay, because I remember, like, I think it was HK forty seven from yep. yeah, like that's the only one I'm really familiar. I mean, besides the one in Mandal uh, Mandalorian, but I wasn't sure. If they if some of them were just working for themselves, so they, so they do have just like a totally autonomous like like that's so strange that like a like a a a robot would have like the like that's what they want to do with their life, you know like it, like what do they do with the money? <laughs> like, like, what do they do with the money? <laughs> do they like buy themselves something? Like like what's the is there like a purpose to their their passion of being a bounty hunter or is it just simply i just like to hunt bounties so that's just what i do or like I, I i don't know man i i need answer i need i need answers for this shit man i need to i need a show about an assassin droid and what he does on his <laughs> what day he does his off time <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and now he's got all the you know all the bounties lined up he's got all the credits like is he going to vegas you know like is he retiring to his farm does he just do this until he stops and he's no longer you know it's like uh i i, I it's it's hard for me to imagine i guess the point i'm making is like it's hard to me imagine sentience without purpose right yeah. right so right. 
a lot of times when I think about the sentience angle, it makes me think for what purpose, what purpose are, what, what fulfillment are they getting or what, where does that come from? Is it really coming from like a soul and a fulfilling soul kind of way? Or is it coming from like a nuts and bolts, like code kind of way? Like you really are just performing functions, right? Because that's what it would be if they, if there was no purpose or, or anything like that. You're also comparing it. You mentioned Battlestar Galactica. They have a purpose. The Cylons have a purpose. They want to be human or as human as they possibly can be. You mentioned Warhammer 40K. The right. Necrons have a purpose, you know. So everyone, we're comparing it to things where the purpose is more known. Again, Star Wars is an absolute beautiful disaster of a mess. Yeah. So the IG droids, the joke I said before was, you know, oil baths ain't cheap. So maybe that's why he's doing it. Who the hell knows? Uh, it's It's... It could be anything, but IG acts independently. He was part of their collective. But yeah. If he got the bounty, he would have gotten the the credits. So. But he was still, but he was still operating within certain parameters, though. Like he had, like he had things that he had to do, and he couldn't break away from like the instructions that he was given. Like he had to terminate. Like he had to do this thing. So like yeah. there are limitations. Like they they do have like things that they can't break away from. Like they do have like protocols. Right. 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 Very true. I, again, this is the craziest Dro- droid discussion. Is my favorite Star Wars discussion ever because yeah. it is it is an infinite rabbit hole. Yeah, right. Like and you see where my brain has been, and I uh-huh. had no one to discuss it with really, besides my stream, which did not want to hear it. <laughs> they were like not on board for this. <laughs> like, oh crap! Here comes the droid discussion again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was very much like that. Okay, and they crazy. Like, they're like, listen, you just gotta like Star Wars or not. You just gotta decide. I'm like, no, no. I need, I need this conversation. But yeah, it's. Uh, I think, I think they're insanely interesting. The whole dynamic is interesting. Um, it, it's not so cut and dry on a lot of things, which I think is why they're allowed to like flourish as this like underling race kind of right yep. yeah it's because it is so ambiguous that like you can fry the bottoms of their feet i mean that was you're right that was like you know job of the huts thing but like i don't know man i feel like there maybe were other things where they were getting like droid torture you know but then it's like yeah i don't know man it's like I guess you're just so bad that you torture your droids, but I don't know what the purpose is <laughs> at the end of the day. But uh, I don't know, man. I do appreciate you guys uh, taking the time, though, and hearing my insane ramblings. I loved subject. every moment of it. It was so good. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, I got to say. that was we don't Usually when we talk to a guest, they come in and they're like, oh, what do you want to talk about? And we'll go over some news and we'll go over their history of Star Wars. You had a mission, a purpose, and Tim and I were like, we are here for it. This is a great conversation. And I have a feeling you're going to get tagged in a ton of replies, by the way, on Twitter and stuff. So just be prepared for the conversation to continue with our listeners because they they are like us. They love a good conversation about Star Wars that's outside the box and like something that maybe they've never thought of or something that's never been brought up to them. So definitely yeah. uh, you'll hear more. I just want to say, too, with peace and love, that I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars conversation. I'm not talking shit or anything like that. <laughs> Everybody be real kind with me. I am a Star Wars fan. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe not as connected and hooked in, so maybe I don't know the terminology as well as some of you guys, but I I, I love it, and, you know, as long as the uh, conversation is peaceful and respectful, then I'm, I'm all about it because, yeah, I would love to. I would love to get other people's uh uh perspective on this uh maybe some other things that they like even even tim at the end here and he's like actually he was working within the constraints of the you know like 
Like that thing, it's like, oh, we got to bring that back in. See, I love, I love that though. If somebody else has something they would like to add, you know, one way or the other, I, I'm happy to hear it. So, yeah, no, it, it's it's and then it, it, just don't go to TikTok. That's our rule. Like, don't read the oh, TikTok. Oh yeah, comments. everything else, every other platform, they're super nice, respectful. They want to have a conversation. Don't ever look at the TikTok hi TikTok. I love you. It's don't scary, Dale. <laughs> it's very it, scary. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, thank you so much for joining us. It really was a pleasure. And I feel like this conversation is not over. So we're probably going to have to have you on again. You know who I want to bring on to talk, to have continue this conversation, Tim? I want Ben to be here next time. Because if oh, you yeah. really want to get into like the psychological and, and like philosophical side, Ben is going to have a field day with that. So uh, Professor Broman, hello. I yeah, 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 yeah. He will go absolutely bananas with that side of it. So maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll have another conversation about this. But let the folks know where they can find you one more time uh, and and all that fun stuff. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Elaheim. Again, I, I I swear I won't bring up the Droid thing over there ever. You won't hear this ever again. <laughs> here. This is exclusive content. No. Uh, really early in the morning, like I said, 4 a.m. Eastern time, 3 a.m., something like that. So if you're waking up really early or you got insomnia and you, you need somewhere to you know park the car by all means come on by and thank you guys so much for letting me it's, sort yeah. of hijack your your no, thing this is fun. And, and you know come and swing in a little bit i do appreciate it so thank you for that heck yeah awesome. thank always you. welcome and that is a wrap with eloheim man that was wild. Uh, i didn't i didn't see that coming at all no no that was <laughs> I honest, honest to God, Kevin, I, I am looking at droids in a whole new light. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I, I, I didn't think about the Millennium Falcon in the way no. that we talked about. And I feel no. bad about the Millennium Falcon now. Um, yeah, I have a lot I, of feelings towards droids that I didn't know existed. I have thought about the droid slavery angle because of, I mentioned the flashpoint in SWOTOR. Like maybe I am the bad guy in all of this. Yeah. You know, I have had that thought, That's but fair. I never got as deep. As Ello just brought us. Very so. deep. I mean, like, yeah, honestly, I feel like we should have a part two at some point. Again, like what you said, we're, we're getting Professor Broman on and let them <laughs> yeah, just go bit. to town. Yeah, I want I want to I just want to sit back with another fine glass of scotch and just listen. Ben has some sort of Joseph Campbell explanation for all of this that is very that we're going to need. So, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yes. Come back for that one. But hey. That's episode 154. Thank you so much for listening and with hanging out with us. We appreciate it as always. Make sure you head over to twitch.tv slash darkness 49, youtube.com slash darkness 49, tiktok.com slash at symbol darkness 49. Nice, I remember the at symbol. Good. Yeah, because I've messed that up numerous times. Uh, and and go hang out with Tim in all of the places. He's on Twitter, Instagram, you name it. But uh, make sure you go hanging out with Tim. What's the plan for uh, Thursday and Friday this week? Do you know yet? Because that's when when people will be coming by to say hello. Probably Fortnite and Magic. I'm going to be honest with you. It's probably going to be okay. Fortnite or Magic or both. There's nothing nothing wrong with that. And for the first time in a long time, I have something to promote because I announced that on December 4th, I will be returning to, to, to streaming. To streaming. Uh, to are, you, streaming. are you streaming Tim, everywhere? Or are you streaming in one place? What's your what's your plan? Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok are what I'm focusing on. I'll be live on multiple platforms. Wow. You can't, just like, you can't do your about. own thing. You've got to copy me, huh? This is ridiculous. Market research. That's the best <laughs> explanation I have for that. Uh, so, so you should you head can... on over to twitch.tv forward slash kmagic101. All right. Or youtube.com forward slash kmagic101. Facebook.com forward slash kmagic101. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash... Is it kmagic? You said that one. 
or TikTok, TikTok. What's TikTok? Yeah, it's K Magic. Oh, good. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was a Kevin X Vision. You can follow on Kevin X no, Vision Twitter. on on Twitter. Some woman is sitting on squatting on my Twitter name. <laughs> zero followers, zero everything. I want it so bad, so I can unify everything. But they're squatting on my name, so yeah, in the that's darkness, it. But bind yeah. them together. Monday, uh, Monday, December fourth, seven p.m. Eastern. I will be live for my first stream i'm yeah. assuming it'll probably be just chatting that evening and then we'll dive into some ben's talking about playing zombies with me i got a bunch of people hitting me up to to play games so i'm going to be playing games with a lot of friends because that's really the reason the biggest thing that i missed no. was playing games with friends so um if tim lets me i'll probably play some games with him in the future too he's gonna be like no not unless you play magic yeah yeah, <laughs> Am I wrong? that's how I Am do I it. That's how I get you to play magic. Yeah, Kevin, you can only play games with me if you play magic. Sorry, if I, as long as I can embarrass you in yeah, front of the entire only, internet. You can only play magic with me. Sorry, I just really yeah. love Magic the Gathering, and I want you to enjoy it too. I will, but I need time, and I Liar. don't. Have, I barely have time to. I'm I'm doing this to create more time to play video games. So maybe no. that'll. Work oh, here it is. Too. Here it is. So yeah. All right. so, okay. Fine. Yeah. yeah anyway, okay. make sure you follow us collectively. We're Star Wars and Scotch. Star Wars Scotch everywhere on the internet. Rate, review, subscribe. I just noticed today we have 128 five star reviews on wow. Spotify. So thank you for that. Uh, again, we appreciate the support, and and uh, we really enjoy hanging out with you. We have how many more episodes for this year? We have, drum roll, the 6th, the 13th, and the 20th, and then we are off for a week, and then we come back to talk about Rebel Moon the first week of January. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, and I'm even taking a vacation. Oh, well, look at that. He comes back to streaming and then takes a vacation again. This is ridiculous. I well, oh, I was already looking into how I can remotely live stream with Mike and do some shenanigans. So. This is ridiculous. Uh, well, I'm not full time. So. Okay, Ninja, chill out. <laughs> I'm live everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, take us out. Uh, may the force be with you. <laughs>